Welcome to the Run for PRs podcast. This is your host, Victoria Phillippe. The Run for PRs podcast was created to give away the secrets to transform your training to reach your goals. We ask all the expert run coaches and athletes the questions that you've been dying to know the answers to. We will get the inside scoop on what really makes you the best athlete that you can be. Have you ever seen a fast runner and wonder, wow, how did they get so fast? Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. The importance of the off-season and how and why we should take them as athletes. The off-season is coming as winter approaches for a lot of athletes in the Midwest. We spend all year building up for these big fall races. And after your goal races, it can be the time of recovery for most athletes. If you've been training hard all summer and building, 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 and just had your goal race, or you took part in 15 weeks of fast or 5K training, or anything where you just had a massive buildup over the summer and fall, it may be time for you to take some downtime. We talked a few weeks ago about the post-marathon blues. That can also happen even if you're training for short-distance events like the 5K, but it is really important to take some time off after those big races and big buildups, even if you quote-unquote feel good. We are going to continue this conversation and chatting a little bit more about what exactly the off-season is and how to do it. And one thing that I think is really cool about this topic is that this is something that elites do. And so a lot of people want to kind of mimic elites or train similar to elites on their own, you know, scale. And this is uh, a topic that's really prevalent in every aspect of competitive sports, um, regardless of running or not. This is something you do in the NFL, NHL, you know, all of the best athletes in the world take off seasons. And so I think it's just really important to note that before we dive in to this topic um, and what it all means so that it kind of puts things in perspective. Um, the world's greatest athletes in the world do this. So why would, it, why would people who, you know, are more of a recreational athlete not want to take an off-season, right? So I have with me today Jason Phillippe, who is a coach here at Run for PRs. He has a decade of run coaching experience. And just on the side of what we're talking about, all types of different sports and athletes, uh, he was a physical education and health teacher for almost a decade also um, before coaching full-time. But it's really interesting because, you know, being involved in sports on, on different levels, even like growing up and coaching different sports and just being, you know, in the physical fitness um, world for so long, I think you can see this play out um, in more than one scenario than just, you know, running athletes. So when we talk about the off season, I feel a lot of runners, they don't like this topic. Um, you either fall in one or two categories, like you love it, you totally embrace it, or you kind of fight against it. So do you think that like professional athletes or even just athletes in other sports also struggle with this concept? And why do you think it is that it's a struggle for some people? Yeah, I definitely think it's the thing. The thing about the off season is it's so unique to the individual. So when we think about athletes, um, 
you know, we're going to look at like what are their daily habits during the season, um, how many hours a day are they spending doing their sport. And um, during the off season, it's typically going to obviously be reduced, but we might even start to focus on other things. So if you take a sport like uh, baseball, for example, um, you know, your off season may look obviously more, you, you know, you're, you're training as an individual as opposed to with a team and practicing with your team during the season. So you're going to be focused more on like the skill specific things. So you might be doing like throwing or, um, you know, working on your, your reaction time or your swing, your hitting. And so you're unable to do a lot of the stuff that you would do, um, you know, obviously with your team, but you're still, you know, you're still doing some of the basics. And I'm sure there's MLB players out there um, who are professionals that take, you know, they take an off season, they don't do anything. They don't pick up a bat, they don't throw a ball, maybe for like a month, and then they start to do it on occasion. And then it's a slow buildup um, as, as they approach getting closer to their spring training. Um, I know the same goes for NFL players as they, you know, most of them are taking their off season in February, um, in March, and then they start their, um, you know, their spring training probably in, in April or May. Um, but that doesn't necessarily, that could look different for every athlete during the off season. Um, and for runners, you know, it's so unique because, um, for some an off season might just be, it might be like a month or two of no running period. And for others, it might mean take a week off and then just kind of run when you feel like it um, for the next like four to six weeks. And so you can kind of see how just how different it is um, per athlete. Uh, and this could be, you know, so many factors going into, into it could be their um, experience running, how many years they've done, how many races they've done, um, you know, how mentally exhausted they are as they approach the off season. Um, you know, I coach college kids and high school kids for years and we, you know, we always talk about the off season being at the end of track. So basically in June, um, was the off season and they also continue training on their own all summer. And they're supposed to come to school in, in late August with a good summer base. Um, so typically as coaches, we'd ask them to take about two weeks off where they don't train at all and then start your buildup. And some coaches want their kids to be running actually higher mileage during that off season period, the summer months. Um, so that when they get to August or September, they have a good aerobic base and they can start doing workouts and drop, slightly drop the mileage. Um, you know, other coaches will just kind of want a slow, gradual buildup throughout the summer. And then obviously they'll continue on with maybe riding the same mileage or even increasing slightly as we get into the season. Um, so, you know, hopefully I was able to kind of explain the different types of off seasons. There's, it's going to depend on the type of athlete, maybe your age, um, maybe your involvement with any sort of clubs or sport teams or anything like that yeah I think that brings up a really good point is that you can't really compare your off season to someone else's off season um like you said even within the high school level there might be some teams where it's like they're running high mileage all summer then they they build up and so then they're taking like a true like two week no running sort of situation after their first season because they've been running high mileage they didn't really get an off season in the summer um whereas you know, maybe a high school that's not as competitive at the sport or they just don't have as great of a program set up. Like maybe these kids didn't run at all in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, you know, when they get into the season, that's their first training run. And so when they get to the end of their, you know, 10-week season, they might not need to have a full two-week break, right? Like it just might be, okay, mm-hmm. we're just going to do some maintenance running. And so their two off-seasons may look completely different, but the reason being is that you have to just like counterbalance what's going on, I think is on a macro level. So 
you know, you got to look at what you've been doing in the last 12 months, right? And I had a coach for my Boston buildup in 2018. Um, and he really like kind of explained this very well to me. Like I, I assumed that, you know, it, no matter what, when you have a marathon training cycle, you have to take, you know, the two weeks off, right? Like you have to take time off. You have to like have your off season. Um, I just thought regardless of your situation, that's what you did because it's a marathon, right? Like you have to do that. Um, but really what he explained to me, and it really makes a lot of sense if you think about it, look at when was the last time you took time off, right? So for me in that situation in 2018, I had given birth in November. So all of October, I didn't run hardly at all. Like, I mean, compared to what I was doing, you have to keep in mind, like I'm someone that usually runs 60 miles a week probably. So I was nine months pregnant. I'm running like five miles a week, right? Like I just was, I was in such a state of off season in regards to running, um, then giving birth. I didn't run at all in the month of November. Um, hardly ran in December in January. I was doing a, like maybe 40% of what I normally do. And then by February, that's when I was, okay, maybe we can consider this training. March was my one month of full load training. And then I ran Boston in April. So my training looked very different than someone who maybe was going at it like hardcore, right? So if you look at someone else who was training for Boston, they might've been doing their maintenance mode in October running 60, 70 miles a week. Then they started building in December. They were probably at peak mileage by January or February. And then by the time March is around, they're at like, you know, highest mileage ever doing really aggressive workouts. They are going to come into that off season in such a different place mentally and physically than I did. So when I ran Boston, it was more of cover the miles, like have fun with it. And, you know, I, I had a great experience that day. I wasn't in like PR kill it shape, right? I was just in good shape to finish and have a good time there. Like I just ran it basically as a training run, negative split. Um, it wasn't necessarily like I'm in the best shape of my life where I think if you look at it from, look at that other person that just trained super hard for six months, when was the last time they took an off season, right? You really have to look at that. And if you haven't had a time in the last 12 months, 12, to 18 months where you've taken a significant time down or off, whether that's just I had no motivation to train all of June because it was super hot and humid or like, oh, quarantine hit and I didn't have childcare. So like I couldn't run for six weeks. Um, Those things are actually to your advantage when it comes to this off season. So if you have already had an off season within the last, you know, six to nine months, you don't need to take as drastic of an off season. But if you're someone who has just been crushing it, grinding, grinding, and you don't see anywhere on your training log in the last 12 months where you've even taken like a dip for longer than a week, uh, you're going to need to really start to take this serious. And I think that those are the category of people that probably won't want to because maybe they didn't have like the Chicago Marathon or some big, big race that they ended up um, performing. And I think they can just like keep training, not do an off season, right? But, you know, it's this whole stress plus rest equals growth, right? So, I mean, what would happen to, you know, the NFL teams if they just never took a break off, right? Like, I think what you would see is that they would get better to a point 
And then eventually it would just be like, whoa, what's going on? Like they're not, they're not doing so hot. Like they're actually getting worse. And you'd see like new young athletes coming into the league that are like doing way better. And I think you'd see a lot of like frustration going on of like, why am I not improving? And I think you can really maintain for a very long time a certain baseline level. But once you start to reach a tipping point, which usually doesn't end up being for like a year or two, you're going to realize like, oh crap, like I should have listened to so-and-so on the podcast that I heard six months ago talking about this off season. Because you don't want this to be something that creeps up on you in six to 12 months from now because you were foolish and didn't want to take time off. So have you seen this play out um, with any of the college athletes or just athletes that you've you know, been around over the years? Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is to not you know, not have so many races planned where you're not allowing yourself an opportunity to back off and have an off season. Um, especially after a big buildup, like you talked about the person doing the Boston buildup six months. Um, you know, it's in your best interest to really allow yourself, um, basically I would say at least a month, but probably even closer to, to two months, like six to eight weeks of an off season. Um, and that off season, again, it may not be just no running. It could look like maybe a week or two of zero running. And then just a few weeks of, just running when you feel like it, um, just sort of, you know, unstructured, but at the same time, still smart running where you're not doing like, you know, 35 one week and 10 the next and then 40. So it's still like kind of a, a slow buildup. Um, and so again, no workouts, obviously, or very little workouts, um, during that off season. And then, you know, starting up again, maybe in like June is a good time. Um, and so if you're, if you're constantly like jumping from race to race, you're not allowing your body that chance to, had that break. Um, and you know, we've done another podcast before about it's okay to do, uh, you know, maybe take your little break and then train again for another race, but you don't want to keep doing that because then you're not ever allowing that your body a chance to really heal and recover. Um, and so at some point you do need to think about, um, you know, what is going to be your probably two to three month time frame at least where you're not doing really any races each year. Cause that way you're allowing your body a chance to, um, you know, reset. And that's the thing about looking at the high school or the college level really is the best example, because if you're a distance runner in college, you're, you're having races. Um, you know, you have a fall season, you have an indoor winter season, then you have a spring season. So your breaks are more sprinkled throughout the year. There may be a little break in November, maybe a tiny short break in like, um, you know, February kind of in between indoor and outdoor. And then you, and then you have your summer break in like May or June. Um, you know, so you have to sprinkle in those those couple week breaks throughout the year. Um, you know, we're we're maybe similar as as runners who like to to run um, you know local races, depending on trying to find races that are in prime um, times of the year for to capitalize on like good weather. You may do fall races, you may do spring races. So you have to figure out when are you going to take your time off. Is it going to be during the summer? Is it going to be during the winter? Um, you know, where it is allowing your chance, your body a chance to take a break. And when you brought up the, the professionals, it made me think really, um, you know, especially like NFL, they're probably just focused on like general conditioning during their off season. And then they're going to focus more on like the skill related components that go into their sport during the season. Um, so it's probably like that across the board. Um, your off season is really a, a chance for you to reset and then slowly start building towards, um, 
coming into the start of your season with whatever foundation you need. So for, for running, you need to come in with a certain number of miles under your belt to make sure your body can handle um, what you're about to do so you, you, don't, you, know, you don't experience uh, breaking down and injuries. Yeah, that's a really good point talking about, you know, the maintenance things that you can do in the off season. So I think sometimes when we get so into the specific training cycle, you know, and we're thinking about that Boston training cycle, um, you know, the person that did like a five month build, right? Six month build. It's like so, so specific and so many miles and it just becomes this like routine of your life. Like, right, like you're, you're doing high mileage, you're just really in that grind. Um, and then I think, you know, the off season becomes this chance where you're able to focus on maybe the things that you weren't able to focus on so much before. So when you're running those really, really high mileage, it's hard to actually um, put on a lot of muscle mass. And I think that's really important to, to talk about as endurance athletes. Like we don't really think about all oh, strength training and like, what's the big deal, right? But strength training is huge. And so I think once you hit like the age of 30, 35, right, your uh, muscle density or whatever, it starts to decline. It, it starts to become like harder to get stronger. And of course, running is a weight bearing exercise. And of course, it's, um, you know, good and beneficial to be doing. But I think alone, just from that standpoint, I don't think running is enough. And I think if you want to be an athlete for a very long time and really reach a potential in this sport, you really have to be focusing on strength training. And when you're in a marathon specific build and running high mileage, it is hard to put on um, muscle mass and just it's hard to build strength, right? And what you might actually find that I have found is that you might actually lose some strength because the strength is being utilized in other ways. Um, Your body is pretty exhausted from having to do the workouts that you are prescribed and it doesn't really leave a lot of room to, you know, max out on your squat or to even like hit the reps that you maybe were hitting standard during an off season. And I think that's really important to look at and understand that that needs to be addressed and you need to be able to focus on that strength training because you're never going to reach your potential in the sport without having strong muscles, explosive muscles. Um, If you aren't strength training already, if you don't think that's important, um, I would really look into the benefits of why you should. Um, There's a reason why all college athletes, um, even cross-country runners, are being told to strength train two to three times a week, um, doing explosive lifting. Um, it's not about just, you know, get some five pound dumbbells and, oh, you know, do a bunch of reps. It's about challenging yourself and making yourself a stronger runner. Um, when you have more strength, you're able to run faster. You have better running form. Um, the imbalances that are really common with runners uh, start to correct themselves. And so you're more at risk for injury if you're not strength training. And so it's just really important to make sure that that component is being addressed in the off season, um, taking it very seriously and challenging yourself to, you know, maybe hit some strength PRs this off season. Um, it's about shifting the focus. So it's not about, oh, let's just laze around and eat like bonbons all day. It's about, okay, how can I restructure my time so that I am focusing on the things that maybe were neglected or not um, fully utilized while I was in the middle of a marathon build. Um, And another shift that is really important to talk about is the nutritional aspect. So, you know, a lot of people when they're in the middle of marathon training, it can be exhausting. Your appetite can be, you know, through the roof. And sometimes I think meal planning tends to fall to the wayside. You know, maybe you're going to take out more often just because you're 
on a time crunch and you can really eat whatever you want when you're running, you know, 70 miles a week um, or so you think you can, right? Uh, but you really need to look at what you're eating um, on just like a nutritional standpoint. Are you getting, you know, the antioxidants that are really going to like optimize your training? Are you eating um, the type of nutrients that you need to fuel your body? Is this really the lifestyle and the type of nutrition that you want to be um, using as fuel? Because what you're eating is really like fueling your performance. And so I think getting to like the bottom of, you know, meal prepping and facing what are the the weak points in my nutrition um, from that perspective is really important to focus on also. So I think, you know, instead of looking at the off season as this time of uh, like I'm not really doing anything, I would challenge you to look at it as a way to strengthen the weak parts of your routine that maybe started to fall apart during, you know, the marathon training cycle because no one's perfect. And I know that everyone has, you know, weak points that they need to work on. And, you know, if you're running high mileage, something else is giving. And I think it's just really important to look inside of your life and realize what is it and that's where you should really be focusing um, your attention on is kind of like rebuilding that during this off season. So do you find that, you know, nutrition and strength play a pivotal role in, you know, the off season or uh, do you think that it's just kind of not a big deal? No, I agree with you totally. And I think, you know, the biggest mistakes that we see are, are people th- um, think that the off season is, a chance for them to just, you know, mentally disconnect, take that physical break. Um, and then a lot of times, you know, their nutrition may actually get worse or they may get, they may be less likely to do the strength training um, because they feel like they don't need to be, you know, working out as much because they're not, they don't have any like thing on the calendar to train for and that sort of thing. Um, so they really don't do much. And then all of a sudden they, something sparks their interest again where they want to sign up to, for a race Um, and then they really only have like, I don't know, let's say eight to 12 weeks to train. Um, and then it's like starting over from square one and they're basically starting point. It would be the same as, as where they would be starting during their off season (laughs) where we could just kind of slowly maintain, you could be focusing on some things. So I think the biggest thing is to, yeah, change your focus, focus on either strength training, um, you know, prioritizing your meals and maybe even cross training. So maybe to prevent you from getting, you know, the reason we really want to take the break from running is to um, give our muscles that break, but also, you know, the men, the men, just the mental break. So I would say take a few weeks, but then you want to start doing some form of like of cardio just to kind of keep keep our heart rate elevated at some point. And so when we go back to running, it doesn't feel like we're, we've lost so much fitness and we're so out of shape. Um, so maybe do some sort of cross training, do some biking, do some swimming. Um, doesn't need to be daily like it was for running, but just a couple times a week to keep keep things active. Um, and it'll be a little bit easier for you when you start up running again. And it's best to start up, you know, during your off season so that you can come into your, um, the start of the season with a little bit of base under your belt. Um, you know, I know we always told high school and college kids, like the most important season is your summer break, um, because it defines how your season will go. If you come in not running much at all, all summer, um, we basically have to start you, um, from, you know, we have to scale you back. Um, we can't have you do as many reps of, of intervals and all that stuff. We have to ease you back into things. Um, you're more likely to get hurt, that sort of thing. But if you come in with a good base, you're a lot further ahead, and then we can really challenge you and continue to develop you. Um, and that's what it's about is, um, you know, building year after year um, towards your goals. And so 
I think really just understanding what is the purpose of our offseason um, and what can we do to help us in other areas like our strength or, um, you know, like this summer, especially with COVID, I decided I was going to bike more. I just was kind of sick of, um, you know, training a decent amount and then end up being hurt. So I made a priority to bike more and do some strength training. Um, and I'm probably close to being as fast as I was running half the mileage. And it's just, it's just nice to, you know, mentally, but also physically, I think to give my body the break. Um, and then if I decide to go back to running more, I think it'll be a lot easier for me because I kept myself active and hopefully I'm a bit stronger as a result of doing the other things. Um, so yeah, that would be my advice is use the off season to kind of maybe capitalize on your weaknesses or try something new. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And, you know, it's just such a different time. You know, a lot of people don't talk about their off season. It's not as showy, right? We always are, you know, looking for those 20 mile long runs, looking for the workouts and like bragging about, oh, this is the highest mileage I've ever ran. And and everyone's like, so woo woo over all that stuff. And I think there's less attention focused on having the proper nutrition doing the strength training, doing like the yoga and all that sort of stuff. And then even just working on like your mental um, mindset. Um, those are all things that are four components of be, being a great athlete, but oftentimes there's no way to really measure it as easily as you are saying, oh, like I hit these paces for this workout. Um, I think runners are more in tune to seeing those big flashy numbers rather than you know, oh, like I lifted four times this week or, oh, like I, you know, I squatted my body weight or whatever um, with the barbell. So I guess the biggest, you know, questions that people probably have when it comes to off season um, in regards to their training and how they can implement it is like, how many miles per week should they be running? Um, Should they dive straight into strength training? So like, let's say you're coming up on it. You're supposed to start next Monday, your off season begins. What does it generally look like? Um, Just running it down by like week by week and then like month by month. um, What is it going to look like? Yeah. And I think this is an important reason why it's still helpful to work with a coach because then they can start you at a rate that is obviously less than what you were doing. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's not going to be too much where you're going to end up getting hurt. So, um, you know, for running, for example, you take your break and then, um, obviously depending on if you came off like a, you know, a marathon or half marathon training buildup, you're going to start back, um, probably less than half of the mileage. Just take that for example, cause you're not doing any long runs yet. So you're just getting out probably a couple days a week. Um, if you were running six days, now you're probably running three the first week, um, maybe three or four the second week for another week or two, and then you work your way back up to four or five days of running by the end of the month. So that's kind of the progression that it would look like. Um, but again, your overall mileage is going to be much lower because you're not worrying about long runs. You're in the off season. Um, for strength training, it will depend a lot on what you were doing during your um, season. So if you weren't doing any strength training, you know, you're going to start fairly slowly during your off season because your muscles are going to get sore the first week. So you may just do you may do like um, two lifts the first week and see how that goes. Um, and if you were doing some lifts uh, during the season, um, and then let's say you take a week or two of doing nothing in the off season, then you're going to start up again. So it's probably been three, four weeks since you lifted. You can probably start with doing a little bit more, but you still want to start at potentially a lower weight um, that first week just to make sure you don't you know, have an increase of soreness. But you're probably going to be able to do more than a person, obviously, who wasn't lifting 
um, as far as like number of lifts, number of reps, uh, number of sets, that sort of thing. So that's kind of how I would approach it. It's all going to boil down to, you know, what you were doing during your season, um, you know, and how long your off season is too. So, and, and also what you plan to be doing when you start up your, your following season, like, is it a month down the road? Is it two months, three months? Um, and what are you going to be doing during that time frame as well? So, um, yeah, all those things to, you know, think about when we plan our off season. Yeah, I think it's really important to have a plan, right? You need to plan this in advance and don't really go off of like how you're feeling um, or anything like that. Because I find that if you if you go too much off of feel, you're either doing too much or you're doing too little. I think it's important to have like some sort of structural plan. Um, and that doesn't have to be like super rigid, right? So let's say you just want a break from the plan. I think the best way you can go about doing that is set like a mileage goal for the week, right? So after your week of rest or your two weeks off, um, maybe you just start, you know, like a reverse build. Uh, so the first week you're going to want, you know, maybe 40, 50% of what you normally do for mileage. Um, and then, so maybe that's 20 miles in a week or maybe 15 miles in a week, right? You just set that as your goal mileage for the week. And then however you're feeling on the day to day throughout the week or whenever you have time, I'm just getting in, you know, the runs that you need to, to hit that, that goal. So, you know, if it's 15 miles a week, maybe you're going to do a couple four mile runs, right? Um, and that's just going to be more of how you're feeling on the day to day. So you still want to have a plan when it comes to mileage and how much you need to be running, but it doesn't have to be like as rigid, right? So you're probably not going to be doing a lot of workouts. Um, and the reason for the rigidity in a regular training plan, like a marathon build is that you need to get like so many specific workouts done and you need to have like specific recovery times and all these sort of things. Um, whereas in the off season, it can be a little bit more flexible because you're not probably doing as many specific workouts. Um, the long runs are probably not, you know, anything you need to be worried about. Um, it's just more of like a maintenance, um, where it becomes more important is really focusing on, okay, I need to, you know, be adding in strength training. I need to be adding in yoga. I need to be adding these other things. And that's why sometimes a coach can be good during the off season so that they can like hold you accountable to, okay, are you still, you know, are we working on getting more sleep? Are we working on our nutrition? Are we working on strength training? Because when left to kind of your own devices, I feel like you are more likely to just fall into the trap of, either doing nothing or just like doing whatever's comfortable. And I think when it ties about off season, it can be pretty uncomfortable to be starting these new routines, like to be focusing on lifting um, when you have been so focused on running. It's awkward. Um, you're probably not going to feel great. And even if you have been lifting this entire time, if you take a week off or you know two weeks off, you're, you're going to come back and you're not going to have as much strength. You're not going to be able to perform as well. So it can just be hard to rebuild back into it. But, you know, just remembering that there's a reason for this, this tough season and that as you progress through the weeks, it's going to become more like a second nature to you. And so just getting through that first like month of off season, I think is really important. Um, but to have a plan in place for that so that you don't just, you know, fall to whatever's comfortable or, fall completely off the grid. Um, like you said, I think it is really easy for some athletes to just kind of get stuck in like the, oh, I'm not going to do anything mindset because when we say off season, we just think, oh, I'll turn the lights off, right? Like I'm, I'm done. Um, but really there's so many other components that you need to be focused on. And so I think having that plan and, and really like working with a coach can help you be accountable 
to those things. And I know, you know, everyone's plan is going to look different, right? So if you had a coach for your buildup, they're probably going to be able to best prescribe to you what sort of off season you should have. So, you know, your off season might look different than someone on Instagram or social medias and your, your friend who's doing this sort of off season, yours might be looking completely different. And the best person who can advise you on that is going to be someone that's really familiar with what you have been doing um, in the last couple of you know, months and weeks and even years uh, and provide suggestions for you based on your strengths and weaknesses. Um, so I guess with that being said, do you think that there are any instances or cases where people like don't need off seasons this year um, because maybe they've already taken one or do you think some people just like don't need them at all? Um, that's a good question. This year is a little bit different just because, um, you know, you may not have done any sort of competing. So you maybe just have been kind of running um, maybe you've you've had little phases where you've gone through and you've done workouts, um, and then you don't do any for a while, and then you start up. So I think I think this year is probably you know it's not a good year to talk about in terms of of um, should everyone be required to take an off season because you maybe you know you, you maybe had your off season and it may may have been you know sprinkled throughout the course of the year. I guess is what I'm saying, especially if you weren't doing any races or you weren't really ever trying to maximize your, your running, you were just kind of running, um, to stay in shape. And so that's probably fine. I think, I think, um, you know, some elites are going to do better at this than others. I know Des Linden, for example, has no problem taking an off season. I know one, one year she took off after Boston didn't run again until the fall. Um, so they said, no, she probably went for runs when she felt like it, but she didn't do any sort of like structured training rather until the fall. Um, so I think that, you know, others, they probably don't want to take the off season. They will be forced to by their coach. So they'll probably take like their week or two of no running and then they'll start building again. And so, um, again, knowing yourself, knowing what your body needs, obviously I think everyone needs some breaks. Um, and that break might look different for you based on, um, you know, how long you've been running or what you have kind of on the horizon looking ahead. So, um, but I think that, you know, this year especially I think was good for everyone to just reflect on, you know, what what can you do to get yourself better? Because we weren't able to go out and, and be burnt out from like too many races. So that was one thing that I think was good for people. And um, I think, you know, for most of us, we can just continue to build towards um, whatever it is that we're going to be training for in 2021. If you were someone that was fortunate to go after an A-goal race in 2020, um, that's awesome. I hope that it went well for you or it does go well for you if it's still to come this fall, but, um, take your little off season then if you've been, you know, training and, and then just slowly start building, do the things that we've been kind of talking about, set yourself up for, um, you know, a good foundation for 2021. Hopefully we don't have as many canceled races. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, with this year being so bizarre, every race pretty much canceled, you know, for a good, Four months. I know there's some races that are going on just depending on the state that you live in right now. And it just, it's so different and so weird. And I never would have predicted it, you know, a year ago, if you would have said this was how 2020 was going to look. So the off season is really going to look very different for different people. Um, you know, I know some of our coaches, like Mary, for example, she took, you know, some significant time off, you know, in the spring and summer. And I think that's going to like serve her well for whatever she ends up doing, um, you know, later this year. And other people, you know, have been training through it almost as if nothing is different or nothing has changed at all. Um, maybe more like a Ben Jacobs. I, I think he, he pretty much trained, I think, the same 
this summer as he would have whether or not there were races. Um, and, and so you're going to have different people in different boats, right? Um, and maybe even some people trained more than they would have this year just because there was nothing better to do, right? Like training was like the sanity saver for a lot of people. And so maybe you're reaching the end of this crazy year, you know, um, just kind of, wow, like maybe you hit the highest mileage you've ever hit. Maybe you ran some virtual PRs. Um, and maybe it's just time to kind of take a little bit of a downtime. Um, and I think that's important to, to understand that just because you might see some people training hard through this, this winter and fall, it doesn't mean that they didn't take an off season or they don't need an off season. It just means that everyone's off season is a little bit different, right? So not everyone's taking an off season right now because not everyone trained the same as you right now. So I think if you're listening and you're someone who's been just just grinding away ever since, you know, quarantine started back in the spring, um, it might be time to, you know, settle down a little bit and then just like reevaluate what is going to be the focus for, you know, after your off season, um, what are you going to focus on during the off season specifically, like building strength, building nutrition, how can you make those healthy habits? And then what are your goals for the next year? Um, and brainstorming those things and what you can do to kind of prepare for all of that because next year is going to be great. And you want to go into it feeling good, not feeling like burnt out. Um, you know, even just mentally from all of the things that are going on. Um, it's, it's nice to take a little bit of a break and focus on other things as well. So I hope that people found this, um, useful when it comes to building their training or building their off season. And if you ever have any questions or you just like need more focus or attention during this off season, like maybe it's just too broad of a topic for you and you want like a specific training plan to follow, um, we would love to get you set up with like a free seven day trial. If you go to our website, www.runforprs.co and you fill out the form there, you can actually be connected with one of our coaches right away. Um, everything's super personable. It's hundred percent custom to you. Nothing is like a cookie, cookie cutter at all. Um, we really want to get to know you as an individual and an athlete to kind of build um, your plan from there. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions, go there and we would love to chat with you right away. Um, thanks for tuning in and until next week.